0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا ما يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبد هو ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا. الله العظيم. سبحانك اللهم لنا إلا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري لي أمري Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. From the great and many contributions of Sayyidina Ibrahim alaihi salatu was one great contribution of Ibrahim alaihi salatu was salam was his building of the Kaaba the construction of the Kaaba which is recorded in Suratul Baqarah in fact in the very first para Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Reminds the Ummah of Nabiyyu Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa taala says, وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْكَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ رَبَّنَا تَقْبَلْ مِنَّا إِنَكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمِ And remember when Ibrahim alayhi salat wasalam and his son Ismail alayhi salat wasalam, both of them lifted the walls from the foundation of the Kaaba, the sides where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had informed Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam to build the four walls. Specifically in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the name of Ismail, his son, that he was also that great Prophet who took part in building the Kaaba, obviously the son of Ibrahim uh, Alayhi salatu wa salam it is said that it was the habit of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam To visit his family Hazrat, Hazrat Hajar and Hazrat Ismail alayhi salam Who lived in the city of Makkah Later on when Hazrat Hajar passed away It is said that Hazrat Hajar is buried in the Hudud of Haram Some say in the area where we do Tawaf today Wallahu alam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has all the knowledge where she is. Uh, that is why according to uh, Imam Malik alayhi, uh, he says that it is Jaiz for anyone to perform nafal salah in a kabristan in, uh, in an area where someone is buried and one of the dalil he gives is that we perform nawafil and our sunans in the hudud of haram and there are many many prophets that are resting in that area. So it is Jaiz. So he gives a fatwa that according to him it is guys to, to perform salah in any area. We, some, in some areas we read Salatul janaza in the cemetery. But one must remember that Salatul janaza, though it is termed as Salat, it is not a Salat. It is not a Salat. Salat is that ruku' Ruku'in wa Sujoodin. Namaz means that some, uh, uh, a system which has got Ruku' and Sujood in it. And Salatul janaza has not. So it is just a du'a, and salat is also translated as du'a. Salat is also translated as rahmat, mercy. When we say give salat wassalam to Hazrat, Nabiyye Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that means to send salutations, to send peace and greetings to him. So Imam Malik, rahmatullah gives his fatwa, and Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullah Ali says no, it is not Jaiz to to perform salat in a maqbara in Qabristan and he has his own reasons. Uh, We get some people who have, well perhaps it's a custom for them I'm not quite sure if you can call it in any way a Sunnah we were just discussing this yesterday or day before yesterday someone asked me that um, when someone is buried uh, there is one person who stays behind and in the cemetery someone Chants out the words of Azan, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Now that has never been the practice of any of the companions. The namaz mehi Azan nahi If there was Azan, there should have been Azan in the beginning because you've got Salatul Janaza, and there's no Salat in, in the Salat. There is no Azan, and there is no Azan in the Eid prayer. There is no Azan and Iqamat in the Eid prayer. There is no Azan and Iqamat in Salatul Janaza. So how can it be the Sunnah, or how is it possible for any individual to make his own Ijtihad, to give his own opinion, and to say that because when you when the Muazzin utters the words of Azan, the Shaitan goes away, and this is a critical moment for, for the person who has passed away. So to give out the Azan will mean that the shaitan will go away. That is not the case Subhanallah the only thing that comes with that individual is his amal salihah the good deeds that he has done in his lifetime uh, whatever he has done insha'Allah Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will give him the ajr of it the reward of it so it is a bid'ah to uh, utter the words of azan in in a, in a place where the fuqaha have refused it is not Jaiz at all, someone said to me that in Hidayah it is written Allahu Alam it has never been the practice of Sahaba Kiram Ajma'een and we turn to the companions what was the practice of the companions? the companions never gave azan in the cemetery Salatul Janaza is jaiz to perform there because according to the Hanafiya fiqh it is it is not a namaz, it is a Du'a. So, Ibrahim alayhi salatu was was on his visit uh, the normal visits that he did from Sham the ard quds to Makkah al-Mukarrama Hadrati Hajar alayhi salam had passed away now Hadrati Ismail alayhi salatu was was very young he met Hadrati Ismail alayhi salatu while he was mending his arrow, mending his uh, again here The fazilat of security uh, And protecting uh, y- Your city And Ismail alayhi salatu wasalam, Again he was an important figure From the jurhums That Kabila who was there He got married to them And they were the caretakers later on Of the city of Makkah So security of the city Is very very important Self-defense <laughs> is also very very important here clearly in the hadith it is mentioned that he was mending his arrow and i also mentioned earlier on that from asr to maghrib in masjid nabawi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the companions would come out of the masjid and train and train practice with their bows and arrows and with swords subhanallah that was their tartib and this is fazilat. this is there is great reward and like I said, Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu practice with Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it is very, very important self-defense. When Hazrat uh, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa met Hazrat Ismail alayhi salatu wa both the father and son greeted each other. He had the utmost respect for Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa at that time said to him that Allah commands me to uh, build the house of Allah, the Kaaba, in this city, and are you going to assist me? And straight away Hazrat Ismail salat wasalam replied and said to him that I will help you. And both Hazrat Ismail salam and Ibrahim salat start for the very first time the construction of the Kaaba after the flood in the time of Hazrat Nuh salat salam the foundation of the Kaaba was not visible so basically it was a, a new construction, a new structure Jibreel Amin was there to guide Prophet Ibrahim Salatu exactly where the four walls were to be put up it is said that Hazrat Ismail Salatu duty was to uh, go to the mountain of Safa and Marwa, and the close by mountains that were there, and to collect the stones, specific stones, and to give it to Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam and Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu was, salam was laying down the bricks and making the wall straight, all the four sided wall. Going back to the ayat of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions wa Ibrahim alqawaid min wa Ismail. And then Allah says, Minna sami'u Subhanallah, even whilst building the Kaaba, the two great prophets, father and son, were engaged in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why some of the ulama say that if you want barakah when you do something or when you start your business or when you move into a new house or anything what you start something new your project whatever you do something new the first test be you should uh, utter is Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka Antas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you prosperity Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you khulus your intentions will be right a lot of the ulama when they would do imamat and do khidmat in the madrasa they would read this as a wazifa. رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَن تَسَّمِيُهُ الْعَلِيمُ They would never ever forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is the sunnah of Ambi Ali salatu wa salam They remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala At all times In difficulty and also in good times They are muvahhideen Very strong in tawheed That is why when One of these monks Who in fact, when Wasallam uh, was in Makkah Al-Muqarramah, when Hazrat Amina passed away, Abdullah was an orphan. He came into the care of Abdul Muttalib. And when Abdul Muttalib became ill, he called Abu Talib, the father of Hazrat Ali and said to him that you are responsible for Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Abu Abdul Muttalib passed away and Abu Talib was the one who took care of Huzul alayhi salatu now, Abu Talib was not a rich man, but he was a businessman, a merchant. Abu alayhi was in his care and once a trip was planned to Syria, a business trip to go there and to sell some goods of Abu Talib and a lot of the Arabs joined this caravan and the head of it was Abu Talib with Huzur alayhi salatu was salaam Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam got to uh, one specific area just before Syria I forget the name it is said that there was one monk cell there a monk who would do atikaf in his cell and would never ever come out and he was a learned man who had studied the scriptures and it is said that he had the knowledge of the future events and he was the only one there at that time informing people that the last messenger that will come will not be a Jew won't be from the, from the Jewish tribe, from Banu Israel he will be from the Arabs so whenever a caravan came from Mecca he would look out from his cell to see if there were Arabs there Subhanallah. And this time when Abu Talib came with Huzur alayhi salatu was the Arab sallallahu alayhi wa is only 12 years of age. Now, I'm just saying that because just to explain to you how natural it is for ambi alayhi salatu Wasallam to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. Here we, we have the tasbih of Ibrahim alayhi salam and Ismail alayhi salatu salam. Going back to Huzur alayhi salatu salam and his sunnah, when he got to this area just before Syria, it is said that that monk, whose name was Buhera, he had information that a caravan was coming from Makkah. And according to his understanding, it was time for that last prophet, Hazrat Nabi Wasallam, to come out. You know, like we have our own calculations. When will Imam Mahdi, <laughs> Hazrat Mahdi, come out. We have our own calculations. A lot of the ulama go this year for Hajj and then go for the next year and we're hoping he'll come, this and that. But definitely he will come because it is in the hadith of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so at that time everyone was waiting for the coming of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the Christians, the Jews and even the Mushrikeens that were there, there was someone who was to arrive according to the scriptures. And this monk was there also Waiting for hazrat e nabi Kareem Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now what he noticed is that There was this cloud On top of this caravan And it would follow the caravan This cloud would follow the caravan Wherever the caravan went Now this was one of the great signs Also in the scripture And at that time he just Stood back And he came down And he noticed that a group of Arabs were there speaking in their mother tongue which was the Arabic language and he came out and he said who is the Amir of this caravan and people pointed him to Abu Talib. When Abu Talib saw him he was shocked because this monk would do ay in his cell and never ever come out and he said to Abu Talib that I'm inviting you for a meal in my monastery. All of you have to come. Oh down it was shocked. This man had no time to say hello to anyone, and he's inviting the whole lot to to the monastery for food. So he knew something was happening here, and anyway, he was a a person well respected, and the invitation was accepted. And according to the custom of the Arabs, anyone who was 12 years of age, someone who was young, he would stay behind and look after the caravan. So everyone went for that feast, dinner. And this monk gave all of them invitation because of Hz. Nabi Karim and the only person who wasn't there was Huzur alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was 12 years of age and he was there back where the caravan was and he came to Abu Talib and he said that are you sure that all of you are here because you see the face of Wazul alayhi salatu was was different it was the light the nur that was there that is why also when the father Hazrat A, subhanallah uh, when Abdul Muttalib took his son Abdullah the father of Wazul alayhi salatu was to get to get him married from a, from a lady from the tribe of Banu Zahra Hazrat Amina whilst on his way Waraka bin Nawfal's sister Waraka bin Nawfal again who was a learned man his sister whose name is Qutayla when Qutayla saw Abdul Muttalib and father and son Abdullah together Qutayla without any hesitation She said to Abdul Muttalib that will you get your son married to me? Will you get your son married to me? Now, Hazrat Abdullah had already proposed to the girl from Banu Zahra, Hazrat Amina, radiallahu ta'ala anha. And obviously the proposal was declined. Later on, when Hazrat Abdullah met her, and Hazrat Amina, ta'ala an, was also there, she said to Hazrat Abdullah that the only reason that I wanted to marry you is that I could see the noor of that last Nabi who is to come on your forehead now I see that that noor has gone into the face of Hazrat Amina radiallahu ta'ala so now I don't need to marry you so it was the face so even this monk knew straight away that no huzur alaihi salatu that last messenger is not here so he said to Abu Talibah all of you here and according to the tradition, he says that everybody is here. He said, No, there is someone missing. Abu Talib says, Yes, but he is a young boy, my uh, from the Quraysh related to me, he is there looking after the caravan. He says, No, no. He must come also for this dinner that I have prepared. And Abu Talib agreed, he says, Well, yeah, you are right, I should call him also when alayhi wasallam comes when wasallam comes he is different his character is different his face is different everything is different about huzur salatu wasalam. now this monk only looks at huzul alayhi salatu wasallam completely quiet he was an alim studying huzul alayhi salatu every action now imagine my respected brothers the detail that these people must have of the coming of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam that they are marking everything of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam what he will do and how he will be to judge him that is he the right messenger because you've had many imposters making da'wah but every detail was there and today when you talk to a christian and say to him that in your scriptures Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam was mentioned and paracleto means Huzur salatu was salaam, so and so they disagree even in the Torah they disagree a total fabrication subhanallah taking this out taking that out taking this out taking that out. Allahu Akbar and now the monk goes to Huzur alayhi salatu was and talks to him in this particular manner because he knows that if certain words were to uh, be uttered in front of the last messenger He will not accept it So going to huzur alayhi salatu wa Very quietly According to uh, how they would speak He started off by saying Now listen to me I say to you in the name of Lat and Uzzah In the name of Lat and Uzza, So and so And when Huzur alayhi salatu Heard of Lat and Uzzah Afsallahu Alaihi Wasallam's face changed because lat and Uzzah were the name of the idols. And Afsallahu Alaihi Wasallam stopped him straight away. Now everything is fitting back according to the information that he had in the scriptures. He says, No, if you want to speak to me, then don't speak to me in the language of Laat and Uzzah. Because I don't believe in Laat and Uzzah. Now, he knew definitely for sure. That he is the one, 12 years of age, he is the one who is the Prophet, the last messenger. And finally, to make sure, what he did is that he asked Hazrat i Alaihi Wasallam to take off his kurta. And he wanted to see what was written between his shoulder blades. At that time, Abdullah was 12 years of age. Abdullah took off his kurta. And he saw that between the shoulder blades There was this uh, A raised up circle Covered in hair And in that circle Was the name of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam And the risalat was mentioned there Muhammad Rasulullah That is the seal of Prophet Sallallahu And he carefully went close to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam from the back And he read Muhammad Rasulullah when he read that, he came straight away to Abu Talib And he said to Abu Talib That look, you really don't know the value and the status of this young man And another thing what I forget to say is that he asked, he asked Abu Talib That who is he to you And Abu Talib said to the monk that he is my son so the monk said, No, he cannot be your son because in the scriptures it says that the child will be an orphan. How can he be your son? And Abu Talib said that, No, well, he is my brother's son, Abdullah's son, and he is in my care. That is why I said to you that he is my son. He said, No, now it is correct. And before coming into the monastery, Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam rested in that one specific area under the shade of a tree that only a Nabi has rested. In the books it has said Isa salatu was, salaam, was the last prophet to stand there and the only one to rest in that position, in that manner. After Isa salam is the last messenger who will come and his monastery, his cell was Absolutely opposite to this area where Hazrat uh, Isa had once stood. And he noticed that wasallam also, also stood there. Subhanallah. And he advised Hazrat uh, Nabi wasallam not to go to Syria because in Syria there were a lot of Jews. A lot of Jews. You've seen that movie that has come out recently? Huh? Uh, now that movie. Uh, I'm not saying it is Jai or Halal in any way (laughs) someone just said to me in the Wuzu and he said to me that they are showing this movie everywhere in the uh, Muslim world in in, in Saudi Arabia or any other Kuwait and all these countries except for Israel Israel have said that Israel have said to Mel Gibson we will deal with you in the hereafter (laughs) what have they said to him? that we will deal with you in the Hereafter. This is their mentality. Now, please, for the young ones that are here, this is not a fatwa saying that it is jayis. No, Allahu Akbar. No, it, it is not jayis. I'm just quoting to you that how these people are. They have troubled all Anbiya salatu That is why the monk is saying to Abu Talib, that if you really care of, of your nephew Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam then don't take him to Syria with you because there are a lot of Jews that are there and he's only 12 years of age so tell him to go back and Abu Talib listening to him what he did is that he told half the group to go back with Huzur alayhi salatu wassalaam to Makkah and Abu Talib went with half the group towards Syria this is the Tawheed that is found inside Ambiya Alihi salatu wassalaam exactly Ibrahim alayhi salatu is saying Minna and the Sami'ul Alim. Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ismail alayhi salatu wasram. Ismail alayhi salatu duty is to collect all the stones for so, Hadrat alayhi salatu wasram, and Ibrahim alayhi salatu is there laying down the foundation of the Kaaba, the four walls. Now, another uh, important thing to remember is that the two stones that are blessed. One is Maqam Ibrahim, and one is the black stone Hajarul It <laughs> It is said that these two stones are not earthly materials. Uh, of not earthly materials, they are made in Jannah. Either jibreel Jibrailee Amin got these stones from Jannah and they were placed on the mountain of. Safa. This particular stone, which is known as Maqam Ibrahim, was given to Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu And Maqam means the platform, a platform where Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu would stand. And the way he built the Kaaba is that he would only stand on this one stone, which is Maqam. Ibrahim, and there is great virtue of Maqam Ibrahim. In fact, it is mentioned in the Quran. It is one of the great signs of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah says, "Fihi ayatun Ibrahim." That in the Haram there are great signs of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and what one great sign is Maqam Ibrahim. Now this stone was solid, solid stone. It is the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, or one can say the Ma'ajizah of Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salaam, that one day when he was building the Kaaba when he stood on it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took out from that stone the hardness and it became dust-like, very soft the stone and Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi was feet were on it and that is how the imprints of the feet of Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salaam, got there and then it became solid again that is why it is known as Makame Ibrahim and, and, and the footprints have been there from the time of Ibrahim Alayhi Salatu was Salaam until, until now another thing one of the scholars was saying who lived in uh, Saudi Arabia he said that the Saudi government uh, had spent a lot of money in doing a lot of research with Hajar-e-Aswad that what is Hajar-e-Aswad, the real stone of it is it an earthly material or not so they got all the the people who have knowledge, the scientists and all that and finally uh, in their report it was clearly mentioned that this Hajar has got no connection with this dunya with this earth purely it is something that they have not recognized and they say it is according to uh, the facts given to them in the Quran and in the Hadith that this stone comes from Jannah this stone comes from Jannah and even when you see Maqam Ibrahim the footprint of Hazrat Ibrahim a.s. in a uh, glass cage the footprint that is not the original footprint I mean it looks quite big so when you look at it you wonder well but Ibrahim Ali Salatul you know, it's quite big it's not the real thing what you're looking at, the original is inside, and on top it is just a metal frame that is there <laughs> it is a good thing otherwise these uh, our Saudi brothers would want to get rid of everything even Maqam Ibrahim they would say you're touching it, it is bidah. get rid of Maqam Ibrahim, but they can't do that why? because it is mentioned in the Quran then Safa Marwa is also mentioned in the Quran they have to keep the two mountains there So the original is under that metal frame and the ulama even say that Aab sallallahu auspicious feet would resemble the feet of Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam that is why when ab wasallam went to Mi'raj when he came back he gave a full description of all the prophets that he saw and when someone said to him how did Ibrahim a.s. look like wasallam wa said to, to them that he looked like me Wasallam wa said that a lot of similarities between me and my father Ibrahim a.s. that is why when Wasallam wa was very young before Nabuwat, the Kufari Quraysh went to this monk who they, the monks were accepted at that time these were the awliya for them and they went to this monk and they said to him that who from amongst us looking at maqam ibrahim whose face and whose features are like ibrahim alayhi salat salam these people were experienced people and the monk went around and looked at everyone in makkatul mukarrama and he saw Huzul alaihi salatu wassalam this was well before Nabu what was given to him and he said that this young boy Muhammad sallallahu alaihi Wasallam, he looks like Ibrahim alaihi salatu wassalam just by looking at the feet Allahu Akbar this was the close similarity that Hazrat Ibrahim alaihi salatu wassalam had with Hazrat a- Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wassalam inshallah we stop at that in the next session we will uh, complete the session of uh, the building of the Kaaba, Maqam Ibrahim and Hajar Aswad and its final stage, what happens after the completion and Hazrat Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what he does in his time when the Quraysh want to do another construction of the Kaaba, inshaAllah we will continue with this in the next session. Du'a اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي النبيل وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك عبدك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وانت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله سمعنا وطاعنا غفرانك ربنا واليك المسير برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين